0: Welcome to Writer's Block, a podcast for writing your book from start to finish. I'm
1: Rebecca. I'm Becky. I'm Brianna.
2: And I'm Sterling.
1: The book recommendation this week is Six Crimson Cranes by Elizabeth Lim. It tells the story of Shiori, who is a princess of a fictional nation that is very Japanese-inspired. She happens to have magic, which is forbidden, and normally she conceals it, but... She lets it loose at one point and in the process she discovers her stepmother also has magic but she's a bit more questionable. And so her stepmother puts a curse on Shiori and her six brothers turning her six brothers into cranes and Shiori is cursed so that if she speaks one of her brothers will die for every word that she speaks. And as a fun little twist she also gets a bowl on her head so <laughs> that's kind of fun. Um, I really liked it because it has like the mythological feel is just really fun and it's just you know imagining her running around with a bowl on her head is great. <laughs> um, I also really appreciated the relationship between her and her brothers. And so the book is Six Crimson Cranes by Elizabeth Lim. Go check it out. And today we
0: are going to be talking about shooting your darlings. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this. It's kind of a cliche thing that you hear (laughs) about writing. And what it means is it doesn't necessarily mean kill your characters. Sometimes it does. But generally what that means is when you are writing something that you really enjoyed, like, but it's not working for the story, it's time to cut it. So, this podcast is about knowing when to cut things. So, my first question for you guys is, how do you know when you need to cut a scene from your story?
2: Usually, I know when to cut a scene when uh, it only does one thing, or it doesn't do any anything in any real way, or like real good way. Um, so, for example, the, the book I'm working on right now, I've got this scene where... Um, the two main characters, one of them is having a freak out, is literally freaking out. And the other one tells them to just go eat. And that whole eating scene to where he's eating macaroni and cheese is supposed to set up a kind of like a beautiful minds. Like he's crazy spy story part of the plot. And I realized I'm now like 40,000 words away from that scene. And I realized that that's just going to make it way more complicated than it needs to be. And so, but that scene only did that one thing. It only introduced that subplot. It did nothing else. And, well, it also introduced the mac and cheese, but other than that, it did nothing. So uh, it's something I know I can go back. It's almost an entire chapter long. It's more than just a scene, but it's, it's very long. So I need to get rid of that. Um, But yeah, I would say if it only does one thing um, or only, or you're trying to do a couple things and none of them get accomplished successfully, you can probably cut that or, like, piece the scene apart and place it elsewhere.
1: So I often, scenes that I often find myself needing to cut are, like, walking scenes. They're just going from point A to point B, and they're just kind of walking and talking. But sometimes, you know, the walking and talking is super important for character development. But a lot of times it's not. So, like, if it's an important conversation, I might try to move it to some somewhere else. Usually it's not an important conversation. They're just walking. But I'm like, you know, readers can figure out that they walked to a place.
0: Um, yeah, so usually when I'm trying to decide whether or not I'm keeping a scene, it's evaluating kind of like Str- what Sterling was saying. What is this scene doing? And what is it adding to my plot? Is it adding to my plot? If it's not adding to my plot or my character development, it's probably time for it to go. Even if you were having fun writing it and <laughs> it's your little darling might be time to shoot that guy um so the next question is it takes the shoot your darling things a little more literally like when do you cut a character
1: um i think you're gonna need to have a good idea of what your overall plot is and like the main idea of the story and if the character isn't contributing to that you might need to get rid of them or like look at how they interact with your main character and if they're just not very important and they're just taking up words you might have to get rid of them
3: i'll talk now as somebody who's particularly bad at this (laughs) Um, i love all my characters except the ones i hate but even then i still feel so strongly about them it's hard to let go um i will say that like doing the kind of same analysis as like what brianna was saying and what we talked about with scenes like you really have to hammer drill down and be like What are they contributing? Is it enough? And for me, in particular, it's can I merge characters? Um, Which hurts to do, because I love them all. But, like, as I'm kind of looking at this last draft I wrote, I I think there's, like, two characters who I badly need to merge. And I knew I needed to do it, and I didn't. And I I think the book is suffering for it. So... At the end of the day, you just kind of you kind of have to do it. They can live on in your heart (laughs) Um, and in your personal writing files. I actually, if I'm deleting something large, I don't delete it. I I go save it somewhere else.
2: Um, I definitely think with with characters, I agree. I think you've got to evaluate their usefulness, whether they fit into the plot the right way. I think one thing that you can reliably do with cutting characters is if they fit a trope. And that's all they fit. So they're just the comedic relief. They're just the romantic partner or the love interest. Um, and that's all they are. Chances are you can either cut them entirely or merge them with another character. Or it might be a sign that you actually need to inject more into their character. If you're know, if you running a romance, you can't cut the love interest, right? But maybe the love interest needs to be more than just that. Um And so that's something that I I will sometimes do in a first draft is my – I'll write just a tropey piece of crap character and then they'll wrap them into one of the subplots or do a bunch of other stuff. Um, But you can get creative with this. Like I think with one story, I actually made a pie chart and kind of gave – assigned – I assigned arbitrary percentages to how much each character like affected the plot or like was part of the plans. And if it was a really, really low sliver and, like, I kept adjusting it, then I knew that that character probably could be cut and their jobs, the things they did, could be assumed by other people. Especially if you're writing, like, a heist novel. Uh, The few heist stories I've tried to write, I've had to do something to that effect. Um, And you can always kind of take them out. Because if you look at, like, Ocean's Eleven, if you look at the team, no one can really be cut entirely. uh, Because they all do things that are important. Uh, So... That's one another way.
0: Um. Yeah, I, I agree with what's been said. I think for me, a lot of times the characters I have to cut, I have to look at them and say, can I put my main character here or can I put someone who's close to my main character here and achieve the same results or achieve the results in a better way, in a stronger way that's more personal to my character? So, yeah, I, I think if if. The character is just there because you like them, but they're not there for the plot. It's probably time for them to go. <laughs> and the last thing is, when do you know when to cut a line? When can you cut your, when can you, um, convince yourself to cut your jokes? <laughs> That's the main thing for me is like when I think a line I have is funny, I have the hardest time cutting it, even when it like doesn't make sense anymore.
2: (laughs) For me, cutting a line, if I'm down to cutting a line, I'm already past writer brain to editor brain. And it really just comes down to clarity um, and whether or not it makes sense. But you could, I think you can treat it similarly though, as if that line does something that you want it to do, that you know needs to be done. And it's, no longer necessary, or it becomes no longer necessary, or um, it just doesn't do what you want it to, it might be one of those things that you kind of pull out and put into a joke file uh, that you keep for future use. Because you think it's funny, which means others will probably think it's funny. So there's there's not, it's not a just completely delete. And so you can save those out. But it, the other times that it's really easy to, is when you've repeated yourself um, does this joke or does this line do something that I've already done in the scene? Um, things like that. That's what I'd say.
3: I'm actually going to come out and say that I almost never, if I, if it's a line I'm attached to, I almost never cut it. Um, I will find a new home for it, basically. I do this a lot. And I actually kind of think that like half of it's sentimentality and half of it, I think, is just like, I do. I am a professional technical writer, and in that field, if you can recycle writing, that's awesome. <laughs> so, repurpose, find a new way to spin it. That's excellent, and I think that is part. That is some of that ethos coming out too. So, like, for example, in this redraft, there was an entire chapter I cut, and this chapter opened um, with like a paragraph long description of a city. And I really liked that description. I thought it set the tone for the chapter really well. Um, And there wasn't an immediately obvious place for me to put it. So I just kind of shuffled it away, put it in a document. And then as I was writing, I found a place where I needed to describe the the city. And, like, the tone wasn't quite the same. But, like, the character was still kind of depressed. Like, he was sad about something. And I was like, oh, well, I can just... pull it back in. And I I had to make changes to it because the tone wasn't quite the same. But yeah, I think I think with individual lines, you can find ways to make them work more than you think. But I also don't generally have an issue with putting in jokes. I don't I have never run into a situation where I found that the way in which I was joking didn't work for the scene already. And actually, I do think my sense of humor is such that a, that most people don't register them as jokes. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I I think my problem with the lines and getting rid of them is that I rewrite a lot and change the scenes a lot. And so sometimes something that was funny before and like made sense with the character doesn't make sense with the revision. <laughs> so I think uh, that's probably what I was meaning to say earlier. Um what I'm, what I'm getting from you guys, which I like, I feel like I'm learning something here, is like, not, maybe this isn't shoot your darlings. Maybe this is set them aside for another time. There's a reason that those lines, those scenes, those characters were interesting and exciting to you, and they can be repurposed into a story that works better for them.
3: Cryogenically freeze your darlings and <laughs> scramble their brains as necessary. <laughs>
0: There you go. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us on Rider's Block. Ride on and have a good night.